0: Ray is here on The Blaze Radio Network.
1: Welcome. Great to have you with us. By the way, just wanted to update you on my preferred pronouns. Again? Uh, because, well, yesterday they were it, someone, and uh, whomever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh,
1: but today I think I'm more about reflexive pronouns. Um, so now they're ourselves, yourself, and the interrogative pronoun, uh, "whose." Whose? so ourselves yourself and whose are my preferred pronouns of the day now my preferred conjunctions have also changed ever so slightly yesterday it was oh or it was or so and but today it's or so and but those are my new preferred
2: conjunctions now how will you react if someone slips up today i'll be pissed I will sue your ass what yeah
1: I will I will sue you all right Into I feel the like middle I of next week
2: probably have already screwed <laughs> it up here just in this conversation you may have so may you I may ask have. you yeah um, who's mm-hmm. who
3: uh, who's, thank you
2: yeah Yes. thank you um will you um will you read that from the CEO today he wants you to oh. read that there who, really who's yeah because we <laughs> okay. want to want to promote our network here. Okay.
1: Hey, if you like what we're doing here on the Blaze, we hope you'll support our efforts by signing up for a Blaze subscription.
2: Wait, what?
1: Now more than ever, we need to stick together. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Is that good? Is that a good read on that?
2: I mean, do you want my honest critique? What, I don't understand no, what...
1: No, I just want to hear good things about uh, my broadcast today.
2: Okay, well, who's so. is knocking, out of the, <laughs> knocking it out of the park here with his uh, read?
1: Seriously, <sighs> if you like what we're doing here at The yeah. Blaze, uh, please support the the network um, and our efforts by signing up for a Blaze subscription because who knows? I mean, they are trying desperately to silence. Mm. Got this story about uh, John Andrezik. Uh, five for Fighting. Uh, remember the song Hundred Years"? Such a great song. Ah, it's a great song. Sad, but it's a great song. Well, he's got this song now called uh, "Blood on Our Hands," and they're trying to they're trying to keep that from reaching people uh, on Facebook. We'll tell you about that in a, in a minute. But that's why it's so important right now that we all stick together. Mm-hmm. BlazeTV.com slash Pat. You can get plans here. You know, you might say, "Well, I I can't afford the ten bucks a month." You can get plans as cheap as five fifty three a month. Wow, five fifty three a month get you access to a ton of content you won't get anywhere else. So sign up today at BlazeTV.com slash Pat, uh, and I think you'll really be glad you did. You'll love what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, John Andrasik, uh a little upset with Facebook because they they have apparently refused his ads. For his new song uh, about Afghanistan, and I mean, I guess we're giving up any pretense at all of being nonpartisan now, because this is just—it's music, really. You can't—you can't say it's misleading. You can't say it's misinformation. You can't call it a lie. Facebook is just straight up now working to protect leftists, uh, and Andraeic said that uh, in a tweet, he wrote, as a professional musician, I tried to boost the reach of my new song Blood on My Hands via promoted Facebook post. Facebook rejected it twice, offering only a link suggesting it violated their policy on either politics or social issues. What policy? You know what policy it is? It's the policy that says you can't uh, you can't criticize this administration. Seriously. That's the policy.
2: Can you imagine telling
1: <clears throat> bands in the 60s? Oh, my God. That, well, that's what and- Andrzejczyk said. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that, that was the entire genre point. of music.
1: He says, the, hop, the hypocrisy addressed by many of you who have uh, re- presented similar ads that have been allowed to be promoted has not been addressed. Seems I've broken their policy of mentioning politicians or sensitive social issues that could influence public opinion. How dare a musician speak to power? I'm glad Joan Baez, <laughs> Woody Guthrie, Dylan, Credence, and CSNY uh-huh. didn't live in the age of F uh, Facebook overlords. Right? Actually, you know, maybe that might have been nice to avoid the Dylan music. That would have been. Oh wow, that one would have, yeah. wouldn't have been such a tragedy. Uh-huh. You know, but uh, okay, or Joan Baez for that matter. All right, not a big Joan
2: Baez fan either. Um, Just wipe out the whole 60s. And they never happened. Because the people that were there don't remember them anyway.
1: He says, I have not to this point accused Facebook of intentional censorship, but my patience is running out. May I ask what's happening? Which he asks in the song several times. Mm. Don't make me write another verse. (laughs) That's great. I mean, really true. And... It's a powerful song. We played one from one of our listeners yesterday that was really powerful and yeah. really good.
2: Yeah, we posted that uh, from five times August uh, over at Pat Unleashed, and we're going to tweet this one out as well so people can check out the the Blood on My Hands song as well.
1: So there's some protest music that is available, and it's interesting because it's coming from conservatives uh, right now for the most part. Although, I think Andrezik just... I don't know that he contends it's either conservative or not conservative it's just it happens to be the situation and you know i think we see in a bipartisan way there's an awful lot of criticism for what happened in afghanistan and what continues to happen with americans left behind and you can't talk about it you can't talk about it on facebook now or you can't sing about it on facebook now
2: my goodness whatever happened to how dare you silence art right i mean right good times right yeah good times good
1: no, everything's going really well. Yeah. And so there's nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here. Everybody just move along. Move along. Everything's fine. Uh we've got a we got a president who's uh who's on it. He's uh, sharp as a tack.
2: Oh yeah, he sure is. Interesting
1: interesting video from yesterday where he is uh, addressing a couple of uh, world leaders. One is uh, Boris Johnson from, from Britain, and the other is Morrison in Australia. And uh, he can't seem to remember the Australian Prime Minister's name. <laughs> Here's what happened United Kingdom. Thank you. Over to you, Mr. President. Thank you, Boris.
4: And I want to thank uh, that fellow down under.
1: That fellow down thank under. Thank you
4: very much, pal. <laughs> Appreciate it, Mr. Prime <laughs> I uh, I'm honored today to be joined by uh-huh. two of America's closest allies, uh-huh. Australia and the United Kingdom, yeah. okay. to launch a new phase of the trilateral security cooperation among our countries.
1: Uh huh. Yeah,
2: so that was. Oh, good.
1: That's great. He had no idea his name. I, I swear it, it would be later. He says it because it's in the teleprompter. Uh huh. But yeah. he had no idea. He had no idea.
2: I. I it would be such an incredible reality show to have cameras and microphones in the booth with Biden's staff when they're watching this stuff unfold. Oh, wouldn't it? And, like, you could just see him, like, oh, my gosh, hey, okay, new thing. We're going to start putting the leader's name above the monitors when he's talking. Yes. Because that's the only thing that bailed him out at that FEMA thing because that one official's name was on the monitor. Right. Because he was stumbling and fumbling, and you see him staring, and oh, my gosh. (laughs) The funny thing about this is just watch the look on Boris Johnson's face when this happens. Like, just watch the grimace, I mean... Play he's it again. Just, yeah, just watch Boris. United Kingdom. Thank you, over to you, Mr. President. It's kind of fuzzy, but... Thank you, Boris,
4: and I want to thank uh, that fella down under.
3: That fella down
4: under... Thank you very much, pal. Appreciate it, Mr. Prime
2: <laughs>
4: I am uh,
2: honored today okay, to be... Right, here. Unbelievable. And I almost pulled Unbelievable. the Australian guy, Scott Morrison. I almost pulled his, like, opening remarks. Because of the state that Australia is in right now, but yet he spends the first minute of his introduction there talking about freedom and how mm. uh, it's, it, everything he said was 180 degrees out of phase of what reality is in My Australia gosh. right now. But uh, yeah, so I guess we're trying to rise to the threat that is China. <sighs> but uh, but but ask General milley We have that clip from 2015, because that's what this whole thing was about, was to stop China. China, But watch this. This tells a lot, doesn't it? Uh
1: And it goes a little something.
2: Uh, China's not an enemy. And there we go. Uh, China's not an enemy. Just remember that. Corby, you might want to hang on to that one. I love Chinese people, too, but come on. (laughs) China's not an enemy. Pat, so says General Milley back in 2015. That's that's comforting. Mm -hmm. It's comforting. Explains his actions uh, of a treasonous nature recently.
1: Ah, oh, man. And you know, as far as the Biden clip, you might think to yourself, Well, I mean, does anybody really know the Prime Minister of Australia? That's a name? fair point. And it's a fair point, except this is the leader yeah. of the free world. That's right. And he's addressing them both right now. So he's been heavily briefed on who these people are yeah heavily briefed i mean remember it's not like his his aides just leave him naked (laughs) uh, going out to face the camera they tell him over and over you know they do they tell him over and over you're going to be talking to boris johnson and and uh and scott morrison boris johnson scott morrison okay mr president One's the Prime Minister of the UK. One's the Prime Minister of Australia. Seriously. Over and over and over again.
2: Tape cue cards on the podium.
1: Right. Right there. Something,
2: yeah. That would have helped. When I turn this way, uh, Boris Johnson, hey man. You know, Scott Morrison, it's right there. Right. But remember the crap in 2000 that George W. Bush got when he was interviewed and they asked candidate Bush, you know, some obscure leader... And yes. he's like, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And yeah. they gave him stuff. So- got- that was a three-week news cycle. right? You want to be the president and you don't know the leader of, I forgot what country, Tajikistan? <laughs> this is the president of the United States. It's your job to know this stuff, man. Right. <sighs> and it's an ally.
1: And it's and an it's, ally. it's not like it's, you know, uh, Rwanda. It's it's Australia. You should know the name of the guy you're just about to address. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. They're, his aides must be out of their mind trying you, to keep this guy
2: together. Would be the greatest reality show of all time to hear. Them I would love to see In it. the back room. All right. Who didn't put? I told you to put Scott Morrison on a placard. Of, oh, my gosh. Look at this. That's what's happening mm-hmm. backstage.
1: Over and over and over again. Uh, they they cut him off the other day. He started taking questions when they told him not to, mm. and so they just cut his mic. Oh, really? Yeah, they just cut it. I'm and, not familiar and, with it. And uh, and and went away. It was over. Uh, watch watch this. He starts talking. Can I ask you a question.
2: Of course.
4: <laughs> One of the things that
1: uh,
4: I've been working on, with some others,
1: okay. is up. Oh, bye bye. Thank you for joining us. That's it. <laughs> I cut him off mid—not just mid-sentence, mid-word.
2: <laughs> what <in> the world? <laughs> Is that great.
1: I mean, let me ask you a question, and then they start going, "Oh my god! Oh no, no! Yeah, somebody cut the feed." Yep. And by the time they got to it, he was at that point. Watch this again; it's amazing. Oh, god. It's absolutely and amazing. Then,
2: and let's let's reenact backstage. Yeah. Wait, he said questions. What? Oh, oh, One oh of no! The wait. Things that, what? Uh... What's he doing? What? Somebody turn it off. Turn off the feed. Who's got
1: the feed? Corby! Shut it off!
2: Corby! Shut shut off off. this mic! Corby! (laughs) Yep. And they got it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh!
1: Is that incredible? That's incredible. It's absolutely incredible.
2: Oh man.
1: That's the President of the United States and they just shut him off. Sorry. Nope. And, you know, the consequences be damned. We'll deal with it later. If he's pissed about it, tough. Uh, If the American people want to ask about it, tough they won't cuz we'll get mostly covered from most of the media and then if uh you know Peter Ducey asks about mm. it we'll just say oh yeah somebody tripped over a cord yeah and it <laughs> unplugged the feed <laughs> so yeah we were well that was really unfortunate and
2: they've had to uh, <laughs> resort to some very unique strategies but that got him burned remember when he was checking his watch uh yeah. when they were returning yeah. the bodies back to dover well apparently was not the case.
1: Oh, he wasn't was, checking his watch. No,
2: no, it was a. Uh, he was. He was actually. They had. They had scribbled out. They uh, scribbled out a cheat sheet there for him. So he's not oh, looking let's at his see watch. That. It looks like it. Okay. It's just, uh, there so you there.
1: Go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So remember, <laughs> my name is Joe. Don't talk to reporters. Right. You were in Delaware. It is Sunday. Okay. There will be pudding after.
2: See, he wasn't looking at his watch. <laughs> no. He was yeah. just trying to remember. He's checking his everything. His, uh, his
1: notes, that's all. Delaware. Uh, Delaware. It's Delaware. like a quarterback when he goes to the line of scrimmage, uh, he's got that thing on his arm and he <laughs> looks
2: at it. Oh my gosh. Play. Oh my gosh. I want this. I want to see a, a bit with uh, with Joe Biden wearing one of those quarterback things and he flips <laughs> it up. Yeah. Hey there, fella down under. Uh, <laughs> wait, Scott Morrison. <laughs> That's what they're gonna
1: have to do for him. <laughs> they're
2: now. gonna have. We're gonna start seeing wristbands on this man
1: until he loses his ability to read, and that that may come too because he's having a tr- a problem with that right now. He's really struggling reading. So ad lib, you know, that's gotta be. I mean, that's that's something he just can't do. So amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, uh, Let's see. We got um, mm. more COVID news, of course, mm-hmm. to share with you. There's always COVID news. We'll get to that in uh, just a second. But first, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Not so long ago, companies solely existed to provide products and services, maybe make some money, uh, a profit, if you will. Customers spent money in return for a product or service. Almost overnight, though, everything changed. Many corporations have become vessels for anti-American Anti-family propaganda. Few companies have had the courage to stand up for America, for Christian values in our Constitution, but one of the first was Patriot Mobile. They've been there from the beginning, saying, look, we, we will not contribute to left-wing causes. We will not contribute to the abortion industry. Patriot Mobile has the broadest nationwide coverage. They use the same towers as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service. Plus, they have plans to fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team has the highest rating among the wireless carriers. And more importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, the constitution, sanctity of life, veterans, and first responders. So please, what are you waiting for? Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Pat. Support a company who supports you and your values. You can go to PatriotMobile.com slash Pat. Or call 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation when you use the offer code PAT. They also have special discounts for veterans and first responders. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares traditional family values. PatriotMobile.com slash PAT. 972-PATRIOT.
4: PAT GRAY RETURNS.
1: So apparently the Buffalo Bills have decided that you got to be vaccinated to attend their football games this year. Yeah. Wow.
2: I'm telling you, man. Wow. We're falling apart, dude. Segregation is apparently in fashion now.
1: Is <sighs> this is the only isn't this the only team in the NFL doing this?
2: It's the only one I've heard of.
1: That's interesting that it'd be in Buffalo. Weird.
2: Yeah. But you know Cole Beasley of the Bills has been very He's refusing
1: outspoken. to get the uh, the shot, right? Yes. Uh So somebody uh, tweeted out Sad day for me as a Buffalo fan. I was bringing my 10-year-old daughter to her first game in December all the way from Albuquerque. Oh. You might recognize that as being in New Mexico, which is outside of It's outside of Buffalo of, metro. Yeah.
2: Unless you're playing more yeah. on trivia. <laughs> right. And then Albuquerque Then is we're right there. It's right suburban there. Buffalo. Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, I won't get the shot, so now I don't know what to do. I probably need to sell the tickets and find an away game. Mm. So Cole Beasley saw that and tweeted back, if you find an away game uh, you're able to go to, then I'll buy the tickets for you guys. Mm. DM me names and everything and I'll figure out the best way to make it happen. Oh, cool.
2: That's really,
1: really cool.
2: What a hero. I love that. I love that. I love that, too. Tremendous. Yeah. Uh, I made the mistake without thinking of purchasing a couple of uh, concert tickets to an upcoming show here locally. Oh w- no, was gonna, you did without was, checking? Was going to be the first show I've been to. I haven't been to a concert. Oh, I, I my guess is 15 years.
1: Are you got to be vexed. Yeah. Is it at American Airlines? No. Oh okay. Some other venue. Yeah. Mm. So uh, what band was it?
2: I don't want to say cuz well you're not going are you? Does somebody want the tickets to Counting Crows? Counting crows. Wow, are they still together? I guess. I didn't know this either. Some alert came up, you know. I I just know I'm not going. And I'm not going to get a negative test. I'm not going to stand out there out front. Yeah, shove that thing on my nose so I can see a band that I only halfway cared about in the first place. Give (laughs) me a break.
1: That test is so unpleasant. Uh, You know, I was sick last week, and so I, I was tested again. And they jammed. I swear... They jammed that thing into my brain twice. Yeah, once in the left nostril, the other in the right nostril, and it went all the Jeez, way, man, to my to my my brain cavity. I, I was like, "Did yep. you pull out gray matter there?" Seriously, because that
2: they took wow. out some of
1: your IQ with them. They did seriously. Not that I had that much to begin with, right? But well, they took what whatever uh, little was there. I mean, I didn't want to say
2: anything, but seriously, I mean, these things, the, these tests. You're absolutely right. And there's a lot of thoughts about what might be on the end of these uh, little Q-tips, too. So, I mean, you don't want what? that stuff. Really? You don't want that I have stuff not heard up there. Well, get them tested before <laughs> you get it. A- use it for a test what is the thing i don't know i don't have in front of me i wasn't prepared for this conversation pat <laughs> i just know that there are thoughts chips. out there we got chips I, yeah, yeah that's yeah, microchips. what it is no 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 mm-hmm. they're saving that for the shot are you kidding me <laughs> so anyhow uh i'm not i'm not gonna be a part of this society. so you can either get vaxed or
1: have a negative test yeah and then you can go in correct all right and and i'm not gonna play that game on any you level you have to pay whatsoever. for it i wonder if you have to pay i don't
2: know. But I'm not gonna find out, cause who would pay for that? Right. that
1: those are expensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, my first one uh, was, I think, 240 bucks. How? Maybe they have
2: fixed that since. I oh, don't know. My. Yeah. Oh, that's not cheap.
1: No, it's not.
2: You want to go to the Counting Crows? Oh, wait, no. You can't either. <laughs> can't. Well, either. you got a negative test though. Yes, but it's like within 72 hours. Like, I'm not gonna roll up on a Jeez. stupid concert and prove anything about my health status to you and then what do you have to do? You have to stand there for 15 minutes I have it, no
1: idea it's not like they know instantly at yeah. least on the tests I've been given
2: but seriously I have asked mm. everybody Do you want these tickets I'm not going and I'm not going to sell them back I'm not going to go through this jump through hoops I'm just going to eat it I'm going to give it to a gift if somebody wants if you live in the Dallas area let me know you can have oh. these tickets so mm. cool because I'm sure as hell not going to that I'm not going to participate in a society like that the same thing happened at a doctor's office yesterday you know, the lady asked me, do you want... Uh, can can I get you to wear a mask? You know, I didn't say anything. She slid it under the little plexiglass, you know? Everybody, everybody's sitting in this waiting room with a, And it's not like some critical, urgent healthcare facility, okay? So don't give me that crap. You, got, you just take the mask, mm-hmm. and you just make a show. And you let it flutter to the ground, which I did there... And you know what? Nobody said anything. No one said, sir, sir, put that on. Nobody protested there. You know why they didn't protest? Because you can tell by the fact that you're sitting there like lemmings. They're not going to speak out about something like this. you got to make an example. Get people to see. Look, oh my gosh, other people are pushing back too. There's Mm -hmm. safety in numbers. Mm -hmm. That's when they're wearing it because they feel safe in numbers too. Take your mask, drop it to the floor, let everybody see it, and get on with your life. My gosh, I'm so sick of this crap. And nobody said anything the entire time I and was in the building. And they called you in, and you had your Absolutely. appointment, everything nobody, was fine. Nobody said anything. They didn't drag you outside and beat you Not me the clubs. nurse, not the doctor. Mm. Nobody said a word about Keith Malinak, that punk, not wearing his mask. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. They're only wearing this to go along, oh, to get show. along. It's, it's a, a show. show.
1: And we know that. Oh. It's... Especially these, these paper masks, these surgical masks. They don't, they don't protect other people from you or you from other people. The stuff gets through it. It's like wearing a chain link fence around your face. It's, it's just that effective.
2: And if it's doing anything, Pat, it's causing harm. Yeah. You're breathing in your own exhaust. These poor right. children at schools every day, I swear, we are raising a children, a, a, just a generation of children that are going to grow up. And be Between that and the propaganda,
1: the indoctrination of our kids at school,
2: God, Yeah, man, I just wish everybody
1: who could would get their kids out of public school because there's no saving it now. I, th- I think public schools are gone. I don't know how you get that back because the progressives, the leftists have been working on this for over a hundred years and now they've taken almost full control of our school system. Almost completely in charge of everything your kids do. Now there's still some pockets of resistance, some pockets of freedom, some pockets where maybe you hear both sides, but they're few and far between now. It's, Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about you know even at BYU, uh-huh. uh, my kids were indoctrinated, and in fact, one of our church leaders addressed it a uh, few weeks ago uh, in a in a speech that he gave at uh, at BYU to the uh, to the professors there to the faculty at BYU, and he said, "Look, I've heard from parents who say, uh, my my kids.'" were completely indoctrinated and in fact fell out of the church from what they heard at BYU.
2: Think about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean that is pretty counterproductive.
2: The Mormon faith is quite conservative. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah. Okay, so so we have established yes. that that's a conservative religion. Okay. Mm-hmm. The the university that that church funds that that's mm-hmm. I mean that's their that's your that's yes. your lighthouse. Yes. Okay, your beacon. Right. You're sending your children there. And And you're expecting
1: that you're going to you're going to they're going to get your values. If
2: Brigham Young University Uh isn't exempt from the madness of our far left radical society. I mean,
1: and it's not every class and it's not every, uh, you know, program today, but today it's in enough where it's making a difference. Sure. And if it's addressed by the church hierarchy, you know, you got a problem.
2: What what is the? I wonder what tenure is like at BYU. Like in I'm other not words, sure. could the hierarchy of the church swoop in and say, "No, no, you're out." I
1: would think so at a private university right? like that.
2: But who knows? But in this day and age, I don't know. Maybe but if, they can't. If, if the tentacles of chaos are inside the Mormon Church's university. Yeah, my gosh, it's it's it's
1: incredible. It's it's outrageous. It really is, and I mean. Uh for BYU to actually make it into the Big 12 uh, was absolutely astounding to me because I fully expected the LGBTQQIA2 plus crowd to stop it.
2: And you know how you got in? You can actually think... Texas and Oklahoma because this thing happened so fast there wasn't time for the left right. to mobilize that's to go right. oh my gosh they're having a vote six months from now we've got to go and protest and so just late.
1: had that conversation with my son I said I think it, it happened too fast I think that's the only thing that saved us because <laughs> they would have mobilized yep. and protested Yep, you know I, they would have.
2: they 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 would have already booked mm. uh, if they heard that the the big 12 was going to meet Mm-hmm. And they would have booked the, yes. w- where, where are the headquarters, Dallas? They would have, they said, okay, look, all right, you're going to Provo. You guys are going mm-hmm. to Dallas. The the vote is going to be on November 10th. Yep. But no time. No time. <laughs> now, if you wanted to to make the point of how radical our schools are, you sent in that video of that white supremacist, that, that teacher guy. Did you want to play that? Yes. Was, oh, oh, my this gosh. Is, this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, this is what's
3: going on.
1: This is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm.
3: I made a comment on one of Miss April's recent videos about PBIS, in which I stated that PBIS is white supremacy with a hug, and oh a lot of y'all wanted to know more about God. that, so here we go. First of all, thank you to Jack Coppa, who um, reminded me that um, Dina Simmons was the first to coin this term, so thank you, Jack, so much. So if PBIS concerns itself with positive behaviors, um, we have to ask ourselves, okay, well what are the positive behaviors? And it's things like Mm -hmm. making sure that you're following directions and making sure that you're sitting quietly and you are in your seat and all these things that come from, White being culture. In your seat, wait. The oh. idea of just sitting quiet <laughs> and being told stuff and taking things in in a passive stance uh-huh. is not a thing that's in with many cultures. So if we're positively what enforcing the these behaviors, are we you are by extension, about? positively enforcing elements of white culture, which therefore keeps whiteness at the center, which is the definition of white supremacy.
1: Okay, if you believe that politeness and behaving well in school is just a white thing. I'm sorry, you, my friend, are the racist. You're the flaming racist uh, bigot that believes that blacks and Hispanics and other races can't behave themselves in school. They can't be, they can't follow directions. They can't sit quietly. They have to be aggressive and not do what they're told. God.
2: Who's the supremacist, man?
1: Right! You are the white supremacist. (laughs) This is a a really weird thing that's been cropping up (laughs) lately, where everything (laughs) decent and good in society from people like this is being attributed to whiteness, and if if you talk about it, you're a white supremacist. Yeah. What kind of racism is
2: that? If you sit... Hold on. Manners? So manners. good manners now Manners is white. is white supremacy.
1: Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's,
2: that's great. Huh. So remember yeah, when fine. we used to make sure. the joke, you know, oh, I guess everything's racist, right? Yes. Well, no, no, no. Now it's been upgraded. Now everything's white supremacy. Everything good. Everything good. Everything positive <sighs> is,
1: is white supremacy. Holy cow. <laughs> Don't people realize what these bizarre freaks are saying to us? You're saying that minorities can't behave themselves. That's racism. That's racism. Wow.
4: Pat Gray, Unleashed.
1: Welcome. Great to have you with us. Got some tweets here. Uh, Todd Curtis tweets, better yet. I got to bet the fellow down under's name was on the teleprompter, but Biden forgot that he had to read it. Possible. Nicole Archer tweets uh, a sitcom about Biden's handlers would be hilarious.
2: <laughs> right? You I think know, so too. if this were Trump or a Republican president in the exact same role, they would have already started a Netflix <laughs> yes. series like this. Get off my lawn.
1: There is a saliva test that's just as effective as the nasal swab and costs about five bucks. Why aren't we hearing about this? Hmm. Because they want to deposit whatever's at the tip of that long, long stick that they jam in your nose at the stem of your brain. That's why.
2: Wait, what? <laughs> wait, is that? Wait, is that? That's confirmed. Yeah, that is. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't know what it is.
2: I feel but, like I should um, hold my nose closed the rest no. of the day. I'm a little concerned now.
1: Judy, uh, if you're listening today, yeah, uh, we're just just messing with you. Are we? Uh, Sort of. Tip over and capsize tweets. Teachers who talk like that with an upward inflection after every other word (laughs) should not teach. (laughs) (laughs) And for other reasons as well. (laughs) Eliza Kelly, uh, right now my local public school is doing better than the Catholic school I'm sending my kids to. The PS is allowing a mask exemption without a doctor signing. All right. The Catholic school needs a signed affidavit with medical history listed to be exempt. Jeez.
3: Back off, man.
1: This
2: obsession with everybody's body. Yeah. It's insanity.
1: Yep. And uh, here's an interesting look into uh, one American classroom. Mm. Got this uh, tweeted to us. Sad, just two students standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Are you for real? Two kids in this class look at this
0: of the States America
1: oh my God! everybody else just ignoring it
4: One mm. under God.
2: wow that is tragic that I mean that's our public school system how, in a nutshell how
1: are these kids who are taught to disrespect our country not to respect it how are they supposed to grow up and lead this country mm-hmm. if they don't respect and love it how is that supposed to happen? Dire consequences when you're teaching them at the very least indifference for this country, and uh, more likely you're teaching them disgust, distaste, and dislike for this country,
2: and just total disrespect
1: and disrespect. Uh, and, and you ask, and then like- you're you're going to ask them to govern this country. In a few <laughs> short years. I mean we're already okay. seeing
2: the, the Wow the the reaping of those seeds. Boy, that was well said, Keith. Think about this AOC. Right? Yeah, all right. We're, we're already starting mm-hmm. to see our government infected with our public school absolutely education system. Jeez.
1: In Hudson, Ohio, there's another school board meeting. Uh, where somebody's trying to speak out about about the mask situation, and a guy uh, came into the school board meeting with a recording oh, good, of some other people in the community, and he
2: played it for everybody. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, not this one. No. Well, I mean, you can't. You can play this Well, okay. Mr. Herman, let me okay. Can you pause for just a second, Rob? I my- so this is Hudson, Ohio, mm-hmm. and this was a very. Um, uh, interesting school board meeting. There's a lot of fireworks at this meeting, and so this guy, yes, and then we'll play the next one uh, after this one, but go ahead.
3: My smile. Let my grandkids breathe. My body, my choice.
2: See,
1: everybody, has Let to our
3: hands. kids breathe. Please unmask me. Let me see who's talking. <sighs> masks give me headaches. Yeah. Unmask me. Please unmask me.
4: Aww.
3: No more masks. I can't learn with a mask on. That's right. Our faces are unique. Masks dehumanize us. Mm. I can't breathe. I just want to see people smile again.
2: Mr. Herman, do you realize that you're not wearing your mask correctly?
3: It's definitely harder to breathe in (laughs) masks. (laughs) Mr. Homan, I can't see my friend's face. I can't breathe. I cannot breathe.
1: All right. I'll so mask. it goes on like that for, for a while. Yeah. And then the last I'll, thing
2: he says is those are all people in the community and people that go to schools here.
1: I, and it's, it's true. It is, you know, it drives me out of my mind when, I, when I've worn the mask and, and had to wear it at church. And I mean, it feels like you're suffocating the whole time. I don't know how kids do it for a whole day. I can't imagine. For six or seven hours at school. I, I can't imagine it. And I don't know how you're doing it at work when you have to wear it all day at work. I just, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'd have to quit because I can't take it. It, it. I'd start coming unglued after
2: a while. It is like another society within a society. <sighs> and I thank God that I'm not in that. And I know people yeah. listening right now are forced to not only wear masks, but have I know. I don't know how they do it. It's just we are being segregated in so many ways. Uh,
1: then, in this same Hudson, Ohio uh, school board meeting, the mayor shows up to discuss the board's uh, kids and that they're they're. Uh,
2: yeah, remember we played the Austin uh, school down there, the 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 sexuality in the books. Oh yeah, same thing happening here. And so oh he shows wow. Up.
1: Yeah. Okay. Earl. Members of the board, my name is Craig Schubert. I'm the mayor of this city. It has come to my attention that your educators
3: are distributing essentially what is child pornography Mm. in the classroom. I've spoken to a judge this evening. She's already confirmed that. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this board of education or you will be charged.
2: Thank you. Nice.
1: (laughs) Wow. I mean, that's what you have to do. Wow. No messing around. No. Simple statement. Get up and walk out. I love it. Fantastic. I love that. So you can either resign because Mm -hmm. you're allowing porn to be distributed at our public school system. Uh, So you can either resign and we'll leave you alone. Option one. Or uh, you'll be charged. You'll be charged with uh, child pornography charges.
2: Oh uh, good. Okay. How would you like that on your record? Wow. <laughs> I don't I, I would love I, I'd like to see we, we need follow. to follow up I'm on that. I'm going to do it right now. I should have done that already.
1: Need to follow up and see what happened there. Uh-huh. Is it it sure seemed like he was serious.
2: Right. Oh, well, Hudson School uh, board leader says members not resigning over book with references. Oh my
1: gosh. Is it the same book that we I, heard about the other that day? I don't
2: know. I'd have to do even more research. Wow. So. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. It's amazing. Oh my gosh, parents said the book includes a prompt asking students to quote write a sex scene you wouldn't show to your mom. Oh my and gosh. And another which said quote rewrite the sex scene from above into one that you'd let your mom read in quote how pissed off would you be as a parent how is this education system i how, don't know how is education i really at all?
1: don't know i don't know how they justify that because there is no justification for it Whew. meanwhile a staff at a washington state high school canceled a student promoted patriotic themed football game last friday cuz they were they were going to uh, have a tribute With the 20th anniversary, the 20th commemoration of September 11th. And uh, what happened was they decided, well, wait a minute. Will somebody be offended by this? If somebody's offended by it, maybe they should not be in this country. You know, if you're offended by the flag, if you're offended by tributes and commemorations to everything we hold dear here,
2: get out. Get out. If if you're offended by remembering three thousand murdered americans right right what is your problem and you wonder how we got here principal said our leadership
1: teachers made this decision and explained it to students i know tomorrow is 9 11 and understand the sacrifice and values our flag represents but i think they just did not want to unintentionally cause offense to some who see it differently how can you see it differently what do you mean? Are you denying that it happened? <laughs> what? what do you mean you see it differently? It's good that they died? Is that how you see it differently? What are you talking about? This is how mad things have become. Yep. This is... Uh... It's a mad house! Mm-hmm. A
4: mad house!
1: Then there's this guy in St. Louis. I mean, this is happening all over the country. In the Midwest, on both coasts, North, South, it doesn't matter. It's everywhere university of st louis student student senator so he's in student government oh
2: good
1: and on 9-11 he's out running around the community removing flags from the 9-11 memorial are you for real look at this oh my garbage bags full what's up
4: who are you
2: What? Okay. Do you speak? Who are you? Kind of weird when some random person just walks up and photographs you.
1: <laughs> no, what's weird that's is that's your answer when uh, somebody's got garbage bags full of American flags they just stole. God. They just removed from a memorial.
2: That is. Um, yeah, he. So la- it turns
1: out he's he's Muslim. Yeah, right? he said and later. That was his
2: deal. I was offended and stuff. And he was offended by American I, flags. Yeah, I don't care what he said really, but oh, something along those lines. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times, right? Yeah, good times. Good times. Good times. If you, you know, because you and I were broadcasting when the planes hit 20 years ago. Yes, we were on the air in Houston. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine that 20 years later, no. you and I would be on the air I never again? Never guessed it. Talking about how schools are canceling, remembering that tragic event. And
1: we got student uh, (laughs) leaders running around removing American flags from a memorial service for that very day and saying that they were offended by it. No, I couldn't have imagined it.
2: I mean, just just those two experiences right there that we just explained Mm -hmm. just illustrates the trajectory of this nation right there.
1: Sure does. Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. If you're relocating... Maybe, and uh, you need to sell your home and buy a new home in a new location. You need a really good realtor, somebody who can walk you through the whole process and help you make the big decisions. Like, it's a huge decision whether to repaint your house. Maybe you bought it years ago, like I did mine, and whatever color you painted it is not in style anymore, and everybody's looking for something new. And These things go in waves. And, like, all of a sudden, everybody wants their kitchen to be white. White everything. Everything's white. Uh, It just shows you the extent of the white supremacy, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's in our kitchens, on our walls. Or, you know, you want to redo the countertops because they're outdated, or the flooring, or maybe redo the whole kitchen. You need a realtor who knows if you're going to get your money out of doing those kinds of things. And if it's going to be worth it in the long run, or do you just sell it as is? And maybe you take your chances making the most out of it that way. These are the realtors with the experience and the know-how and and the track records uh, to back up what they the advice that they give you. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name really says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com
4: You're listening to
2: Pat Gray Unleashed.
1: There was Donald Trump on 9/11, going to various locations, talking to various people, said some interesting things. As always, (laughs) uh, here's what he had to say
2: on Saturday.
4: Jeans, where's your camera? Hello, everybody.
2: This is raw footage of Trump being Trump.
4: You're safe, Donald Trump's president. You better hope. <laughs> Can, I just Can't me me Can I take a picture quick? You better hope. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a question? Spotlights on me, I guess. Are you going to run again, Mr. President? Oh, that's a tough question. Right? <laughs> Actually, for me, it's an easy question. Okay. So, I mean, I know what I'm going to do, but we're not supposed to be talking about it yet. From the standpoint of uh, campaign finance laws, which, frankly, are ridiculous. Okay? You want to know the truth. But we have to live with it. But I think you're going to be happy. Let me put it that way, okay? I think you're going to be very happy. A
2: little different reception than the other presidents got at the memorial. Happen. Yep
4: that's a stain on yep. our country that's worse than any stain we've ever had before it's an embarrassment Biden didn't even speak today he went to all three places and he didn't speak I wonder why he, I wonder why he didn't speak Now think of it No, he went no he went, no he went no he went to three places all three places he went to the Pentagon went to Pennsylvania he came here and he didn't speak
1: that is weird
2: <laughs> it's
1: amazing
4: uh, what a shame the election was rigged and that's what we got that's what we got. Up. listen I want to thank everybody uh, you are incredible people we love you we always will and a lot of things interesting happening uh, they are you know they're only good at doing bad things in my opinion if they fought the war the way they fought the election where they stole it. (laughs) I don't even say stole it. They rigged it. We would have had, this war would have been over 20 years ago. You wouldn't have had a war. You would have had the thing, they would have been apologizing 20 years ago. But they didn't do that. They don't do that. They only do bad stuff. You wonder whether or not they love our country. I love you. Thank you all very much.
1: That's great. So what was your impression from his... I think he'll be happy. I think he'll be very, very happy. Uh, do you think that means he's going to run? Oh, without question. Or are we going to be happy with his choice of Ron DeSantis to run in his
2: step? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> without question, he's running.
1: I thought so, too. <clears throat> That's the impression I got. Uh, Jeffy, uh, no. Oh, really? No. After seeing that? Yeah. Yeah. What? No. He's saying he's going to be happy with the person that he endorses. That's what he believes.
2: No, because if he's not running, then campaign finance wouldn't even come right. into a play. True. So yeah. that means so, he's running because he doesn't want to say that. I do think he's going to run. I,
1: For one thing, it doesn't sit well with him, clearly, because here we are nine months into it. And he is still talking about the election being stolen and the fact that it was rigged.
2: Yeah, And I'll be talking about that for the rest of my life.
1: And yeah. And so he'll he's going to try to undo that. So he doesn't have to live with that. Staying on his record he doesn't want that and you know he knows he can do a better job than these buffoons uh and maybe get the country back on track Jeez. it can't come soon enough frankly
2: i will say though that every second term is cursed for presidents everyone do this exercise today think about it mm-hmm. i mean just hmm. go through history <laughs> like i don't know that there's an exception to the rule
1: Can you think of one? Mm, I don't know that Reagan's second term was so bad.
2: Oh, Iran Contra calling. Oh, that, yeah. Okay, what else you got? He survived it, though. Survived it. Anything else? You got Clinton with Lewinsky. Right. Uh, Right? Bush. And I know the Uh, Grover Cleveland one. I know that was rough, right? Yeah. Remember that?
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, big time. Sure. At Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us, 888-900-3393, also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Border Nightmare uh, continues, by the way. (laughs) Over 200,000 illegals again last month, 209,000. Well, Fox first reported there were 208,887 encounters in August, while that marks the first decrease in migrant encounters seen under the Biden administration where the encounters have been sharply rising for months, it's only a 2% drop over the more than 212,000 encounters in July. Wow. Additionally, the 208,887 number, that's a 317% increase over August of last year. Ah, but it's Trump's problem. Trump did this. (laughs) Incredible. Just absolutely incredible. Incredible. And there's all these immigrants that are flooding into the country, both from, uh, from Mexico, Central and South America, from all over the world, from the southern border, and now from Afghanistan. Uh, there, there is no need for a mandate for vaccinations for these people. So they don't have to worry about it. No mandate. Don't worry about it. Just our citizens have to be saddled with that. Okay, we're going to bridle our <laughs> citizens with the mandates. But the illegal immigrants,
2: don't worry about it. Yeah, but keep telling me it's about safety.
1: And you also don't need an ID to get on an uh, airplane and, and travel by plane. No ID required. Because you don't have one. So how can we require you to? You, that's just for U.S. citizens as well. <laughs> okay. Oh, don't worry about paying in- income tax either. Um, uh, You don't have to. And we've got free healthcare on demand for you, so uh, if you ever get sick, you know, you get COVID, we'll certainly take care of you for free. Don't worry about that.
2: So, So, Pat, Mm -hmm? are you making the case that there are more benefits to not be a U.S. citizen than to be a U.S. citizen? Yes, actually. Huh. In many ways, that is the case.
1: In many ways, (laughs) they have more benefits than American citizens do. Plus, they can't be separated from their families. U.S. citizens uh, don't have any such protection. Uh, if we commit a crime, nobody nobody whines about, hey, you can't separate a U.S. citizen from his family and put him in jail. <laughs> but uh, if you separate an immigrant from his family, then you've committed an atrocity, and we can't allow it. So, don't be putting illegals into jail. Uh, that can't happen. Oh, I, and I love this. We talked yesterday with a uh, with Gregory Wrightstone mm-hmm. about the climate change situation, mm-hmm. they've got a great new idea to to help calm things down climate change wise. They're going to uh, try to potty train cows. <laughs> so when they pee on the soil, it you know it's it's not a good combination. It becomes uh, uh, ammonia, the cow urine. Um, when mixed with the soil, there's uh-huh. a lot of ammonia there, and that's right. a greenhouse gas. Produces nitrous oxide when released into the soil.
2: So wait a minute. Okay? The cows are ruining the planet when they poop mm-hmm. and when they pee?
1: And yes, when they fart, poop, pee. So we're going to have them go to the bathroom in a, in a sort of a cow toilet, <laughs> and they can be trained to do that. So I guess you, you can potty train your cows. If you got a herd of you know ten thousand head of cattle, wait a minute. I'd I like got
2: to. some cattle. I'm, I'm driving, driving to the, the town. town. Wait, wait, hold on. So, so okay. So going forward, when you're driving down the highway in yeah. the Midwest, and you mm-hmm. look over and you see a field of cows and stuff, there's going to mm-hmm. be like uh, porta potties lined yes. up as well. Yeah, little cattle porta potties. Cows porta-potties. are going to be in line, standing mm-hmm. there waiting. Yep. How not ca- not peeing on the soil
1: because no. they know that turns into nitrous oxide. In the soil.
2: But but the little cow hoof, how does it open the door to get into the portal potty
1: I don't know if they worked out all those details, but uh, I'm sure they're trying to right now. Because it would be... I mean, if you potty train them and then they can't open the door to get into the bathroom, <laughs> what good is it?
2: How long is it going to take to potty train a cow? And then is it worth the amount of time because you're about to slaughter them anyway? <laughs> Just a heads up on that. What's the point?
1: What a world! What I mean, a Seriously. World. They're seriously talking about this.
2: I can't take it. Jack. Just
3: gut check. Stop. Stop.
1: Uh, to use a, a British term, they're they're going to go to the loo, the loo, and so it's going to be called a moo-loo. <laughs> yeah,
2: a moo-loo. <laughs> I get it. Yes, a moo-loo. Yes, <laughs> <A> moo-loo. <laughs> Write that one down. Yeah, yeah. You're it's not the really moo. Not as smart as I thought you were. Thank you, Joe. My <laughs> gosh, I this I. It's great, right? I've given up.
1: Excited? Honestly, just... Yeah, what a world. We're
2: not coming back. <laughs> we are not coming back to anywhere remotely <clears throat> near Sanityville. Uh, sure doesn't seem like it. I don't know how you could come back from this kind of insanity. It's, so hold on a second. There's an article we have. Pat, you get at least read that article right there. Right there. Nope. Toward me. That one. So, that is that idea from Europe? Because are they taking... Climate change, so... Ser- is, that, is that called in Europe. taking it seriously? Yeah, in Europe. They take it seriously in Europe. Uh-huh.
1: In the United States, not so much. Really? Intense concern about climate change is increasing among people in several major economies, according to a new survey released this week by the Pew Research Center that found 72% of those polled were worried climate change will harm them personally at some point in their lifetime. In Germany, for instance, 18 percent of people expressed being very concerned in 2015, compared to 37 percent now. Oh, nice! Australia saw a comparable uptick, with 34 percent of people saying they're very concerned about climate change. Mm-hmm. That's a 16-point increase in the last six years. Only j-
2: <laughs> you gotta love
1: Japan. Only oh. Japan saw a significant decline.
2: They're yeah, like, I don't care. Uh,
1: they they're waking up to what a scam this is. Yep. Not the fact that the Earth is warm. I don't even dispute that. It has warmed a little bit. So what? So what? What does that cause? Warming. Uh, it causes crops to grow. <laughs> if it was cooling and it was cooling a lot, then you have a then you have a, some kind of concern. Warming means growing more food and less people starve. How is that a bad thing? Well, it also heats up the ocean to an incredibly hot temperature, and so now we got frequent and more intense hurricanes. No, no, we don't.
2: No, we uh, don't. I can't. I just. I, I gotta be honest with you. If if America isn't taking climate change seriously enough compared with the rest of the world. Can you imagine? Right? That's what I'm thinking. What? what?
1: Can you imagine?
2: I can't tolerate the madness at the level it's at now.
1: So Japan saw a significant decline in those who are very concerned. Pew researchers found an eight-point decrease (laughs) (laughs) from 34 to 26%. Uh, In the U.S., the views didn't change significantly. So it's about the same. Good. I wonder what the percentage is, though. Because Americans have never been really super concerned about climate change because they don't
2: buy into it. You wouldn't know that based on the I know. brainwashing of our children. I
1: know, but every single survey you see, climate change yeah. is dead last among concerns. Yeah. Dead last, if it's on the list at all.
2: And just think about how insane our country is with climate change and yeah. policies being crammed down our throat. Yeah, And, and, and we don't care
1: we don't care
2: <laughs> can you imagine if we actually did care what they would do crazy
1: well in, in Europe what? in Europe they're scared out of their minds about climate change yeah, is that where they're training yeah. cows
2: where to poop and pee in
1: Europe in Europe they have mo
2: moo Moo. help us uh.
1: in Europe 16 year old girls are scaring the crap out of all the adults Ugh. in Europe. Boy, yeah. Again, there's a reason we left Europe. <clears throat> there's lots of reasons we left Europe, and that's that's one of them, right there.
2: It's a long list. Ah, oh, man.
1: Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on uh, Twitter. Ron DeSantis reminding Florida no vax mandates in his state. He's sticking to his guns. uh,
0: SB 2006, Mm -hmm. uh, that did a lot of different things. Um, It it prevented uh, private businesses from requiring proof of vaccination to just do normal things like go to a movie or go to a restaurant, vaccine passports. uh, But that also applied uh, to government agencies. And so if a government agency in the state of Florida uh, forces uh, a vaccine as a condition to employment, that violates... Florida Mm. law and you will face Mm. and you will face a five thousand dollar fine for every single violation.
1: Mm. Meanwhile, the Bush, the uh, Biden administration is trying desperately to circumvent everything he's trying to do in Florida. Desperately trying Mm -hmm. to uh, overrule the governor of a state, and states' rights, and impose their own will on Florida. Stay
2: in your lane, seriously.
1: It's, it's pathetic.
2: And, and they're doing that with, uh, with, with Florida on the masks and the vaccine mandates and all that good stuff. And then they're up Texas's butt on abortion. Yes. It's like you and got the voting laws. Yeah, and the voting laws. You've got your own problems in Washington. Right. With this country and everything you touch breaks, why don't you leave the sane states alone?
1: Yeah, that'd be nice.
2: Uh, In New York City, uh, people are getting a little pissed and they're
1: protesting against the vaccine passport. Actual crowds gathered together to do that. Just say no! How many people are there? Just Mm. Just say no! That's not a bad turnout in New York. You know? It's not Texas.
2: But at the same time, <laughs> New, New York's population base <laughs> yes. is
1: pretty... But it's New York. At least some people
2: showed up. I'm I'm grateful. Some people I am not showed complaining up. whatsoever. I am actually grateful. You would like to see more. I would like to see a lot more. You'd like to see millions, maybe. Uh, but
1: that's not going to happen in New York. I, I'm kind of surprised they showed up at all. Yeah. And were actually standing up for their rights. Because this passport thing... That is going to change life in New York City, uh, and especially for minorities. Mm-hmm. And then when minorities can't go into restaurants, then what's going to happen?
2: Yeah, that's been happening. Hmm. That, that started uh, on Monday. All right. I, I'm, I'd like to see the videos <clears throat> of the minorities being turned away. Me too. From restaurants.
1: Love to see that, because it will happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it does, is that a racial discrimination situation? Huh. Huh. Wonder I wonder uh, if that's really what's going on, rather than a mask mandate oh situation, Pat, or a vaccine
2: mandate. The vaccine passport, your key to the city, as De Blasio <laughs> said. Uh huh. That is just a tool of the white supremacy, oh, well, there patriarchy. You go. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the taken white over. supremacist right? patriarchy. There it is. Yes, that's what's happening. Yes, because thank they you. saw they saw. Okay, which group is is the ones not getting the vaccine? Oh, it's minorities? You know what we should do? That's what they did. They, they figured out this that's way exactly to make what it seem did. like... We should
1: honestly stick to that theory because so that's the, what they would do.
2: What's the phrase we're going to use now? The white supremacist Patriarchy. passport? Patriarchy. <laughs> Wait, uh, maybe that's too wordy. How about the white supremacist <laughs> passport? Okay. It's fine by me. White su- Oh, you mean like the white it. supremacist vaccine passport? Huh, that's oh, yeah. keeping
1: minorities out of restaurants and clubs? Yeah, I've, I heard about that. Uh, huh.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: weird. Uh, that they're being discriminated against like they were back in the 50s and 60s. Huh. 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 Uh, what are you going to do? Come up with uh, separate water fountains now, too? Is that right? what you're
2: doing? Where's your passport huh? before you can use this water fountain? Right. Oh, this is going to be good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's exactly how we should brand it. I mean, they brand Absolutely. things perfectly. Absolutely. White. I'm gonna supremacist vaccine passport. Congratulations. Well, That's today's show title.
1: And I will tell you something. This vaccine is still uh, somewhat of a uh, concern to me and to a lot of people. And we just watched this this video. It's about what 17 minutes. The video you sent me mm-hmm. from the uh, virologist. My gosh. Uh, is it
2: not explained beautifully?
1: Yeah, and huh. really clearly. We should post we should okay. we should pin that to the Twitter page. Okay, we'll do that. Um, and I, you know, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a virologist. I maybe he's completely wrong, but he's got a lot of credentials to back up the things that he's saying. And what he's saying is this vaccine is replacing and recoding your immune system. And making you uh, not able to fight off any diseases, so that's a little scary. Uh, what this What this vaccine does is is just um, specifically target a certain form of the coronavirus. Now your immune system is non-specific, but the virus is specific, so it. That means that the virus only looks for a certain um, coding mm-hmm. in the virus to yeah. attack it, and if it doesn't find that, it won't attack it. And that's why the Delta virus is ge- or the Delta variant is getting through and infecting people who are even vaccinated because it doesn't fight off the Delta vi- uh, variant.
2: It's not looking for
1: that. It's not looking for it. Now your regular immune system is nonspecific, and so it fights off all kinds of different things. Something comes into it, it fights it off. Something else comes into it, it fights it off. But this apparently rewrites, recodes your immune system to be uh, only specific. And so it's only looking for that specific thing.
2: It's a mess what's happening. I,
1: I mean, it sounded pretty logical.
2: Um, yeah, you decide, you know?
1: Yeah. you, you Look at it. We'll tweet check out. it out. See what you think. I, I'd love what I'd love to do is get that guy... Uh, on with somebody who, um, you know, like an Anthony Fauci or somebody to explain the, thing is, the other side of it. Fauci, Let's hear both sides and yeah. then we'll decide.
2: Fauci for years and years and years, regardless of the topic, has refused to debate. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the mm. thing for him. He doesn't do debates. He doesn't defend his positions. He's a little tyrant who mm. gets carte blanche rule over us to make decisions for administrations and ta-da, that's it. But wait, that doesn't work. You've never been right. It's like having a weatherman who never gets the forecast right becomes the chief meteorologist for the nation.
1: That's a, It's very much like that. What's the guy's name? The virologist? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's uh, Geert.
2: Mm, oh, you're close. That that sounds right. Mm-hmm. I have to look. Geert Vanden Schmoozle. You were closer, Van- <laughs> a moment ago. I know,
1: I know, Geert is right, but Vanden Schmoozel may not be exact. Uh,
2: uh-huh. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you were right there. It's uh, it's Geert Vandenbosch. Ah, Vanden Schmoozel was so pretty close. close. Was- I'm actually <laughs> proud of you. <laughs>
1: Uh, so Geert Vandenbosch. okay, Geert van den Bosch, and then
2: maybe he can debate. He's got a lot Geert of Schmuzel, <laughs>
1: And we'll put them both on together and see who wins. But we, we're he assuming, does have a lot of credentials. Yeah, yeah, he's a ton.
2: Yeah, uh, but he's you're, one of the best in the world. But you're, you're assuming that Vander Schmuzel is going to be on the opposite <laughs> side. By the way, he this guy who is saying this, uh-huh. like, hey, the vaccine, bad news, man, stay away, bad news. Um, he actually was the senior program officer. For a group uh, with um, Bill Gates, I mean, oh, that's
1: right. He is pro-vaccine. He's a huge vaccine. guy. Loves vaccine. He's never been anti-vaccine in his career. He's saying
2: this vaccine is bad news. Right,
1: the mRNA. So, I'd love to have a debate. So did the guy
2: who invented the mRNA. If you've got this guy who is Mister Vaccine saying don't use this one, if you've got the guy who developed the mRNA technology saying they're not using it right, why would you do this? This society is mad.
1: Sure is. All right. Let me tell you about something happy. Uh, Rough greens. uh, Because it puts life back into your dog. It's got some great essential vitamins and minerals in it. It's got probiotics and omega oils. And basically, what your dog needs to become active again and healthy and happy. And dogs, for some reason, love the taste of this stuff. And just gobble it down. Mine, from the very beginning, just loved it. And turned up her nose at her food if we forgot to put the rough greens on top of it in the beginning. Uh, Now, all dogs, apparently not every single dog feels the same way about it, but you can test it out and get a free bag of rough greens for your dog to try out for a week or so. Just a small bag that that they'll throw out for free and all you have to pay for is the shipping and you can see if they take to the rough greens Uh, like my dog and Glenn's and Stu's did. You can get this free bag by going to roughgreens.com. That's R-U-F-F-Greens.com. Or just call 833-ROUGHDOG. roughgreens.com or 833 Rough Dog.
4: Pat Gray,
3: Unleashed.
1: Keith, we need to arrange that debate next week between uh, Geert Vandenbosch and okay. Geert Vanden Schmoozle. The two of them. I want them. I want him on air debating this uh, thing
2: next week. You want Garrett to debate Garrett? Yes. Okay. But Mm -hmm. earlier it was, I think it was Gandon Hoosel or something like that. No, it was Schmoozel. It was Schmoozel? Yeah. Okay. You're not setting him up for failure. I thought it was going to be two on one. (laughs) No. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, we'll we'll, we'll try to get that uh, ironed out. Okay.
1: (laughs) I got some tweets here. Eric Phillips tweets, I work for Walmart and wear a mask. 8 hours a day. I don't know how you do it. Uh, I really don't. I can't
2: I don't understand.
1: We will be soon forced to take the vaccine or be terminated. Wow. I have no choice but to take the vaccine. I don't want don't want it, but again, I have responsibilities to my wife and kids, to keep my job. I, I don't hate this. I see this? I mean, yeah. We
3: it's are awful.
2: we are it's destroying really awful. our society one heartbreaking story at a time. It's really awful. And and I'm I'm being sincere when I say if you're a medical student right now or you're thinking about getting into college uh, to study medicine study the lungs man because mm-hmm. the, the, these mandates with masks and stuff in addition to what COVID can do to your lungs I know people who have been severely affected by this uh, yeah. that's the field you should be getting in dirty white pet head tweets many
1: or most kids today seem to be able to love two things their electronics and themselves mm-hmm. The unmasked adventure. So why are they never concerned about offending those of us who love this country by banning our memorials and celebrations? I don't know. That's a great question. I wonder it all the time. Because 99.9% of people are the ones who are being offended. It's the 0.1% or 0.01% who are even possibly going to be offended
2: by it. But but
1: those are the ones that we always pay attention to.
2: But you know who gets offended by that? White people. Hmm? Yeah. And and dudes. Mm -hmm. And if you're a white dude in this country, what you feel does not matter anymore. That's for sure. The
1: Unmasked Avenger. uh, So, uh, wait, no. Jules tweets, uh, I'm offended by the COVID vaccine. (laughs) That makes it okay for me. Not to get jabbed, right? Uh Uh-huh. That's a good question. Of course, that's wrong somehow, but I don't know why. Uh, Carl (laughs) Smith, if being polite, sitting quietly, and following instructions is white supremacy, then the events of January 6th must have been the the height of diversity and inclusion. (laughs) Right? (laughs) See what they did there? I like that. I like that. Nobody sat quietly. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) So they they should have been okay with it.
2: I love it. (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> okay, well, Jeez. I
2: just, another good day in America, right?
1: <clears throat> I just was reading this uh, uh this opinion piece on on Bush denigrating our veterans the other day on uh, 9-11. I, I don't know what happened to that guy. I mean, he wasn't great as a president, but he was better than, you know, certainly this one. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, you think fondly of him. You remember things better than they were, and then suddenly he speaks, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's right.
2: I mean, we Jeez. we just uh, we played that video of him throwing out the first pitch. Yeah, and now it's like yeah. we feel completely betrayed now.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, but we got to share this with you. We we have a guest coming up here, but I'll I'll share this opinion piece because make makes some great points. Mm. Julie Kelly makes some great points in this article. Uh, we'll share that a little later on. <laughs>
4: Gray Unleashed.
1: Yes. Great to have you with us. A friend of the program, Burgess Owens, who's a former NFL player, went on to serve in Congress, and uh, he suggested we talk to Jake Beckett, who Mm -hmm. uh, played football at Arkansas, went to the NFL, played for four seasons, won a Super Bowl with the Patriots, and uh, then went on to Ranger School and was deployed to Iraq with the 101st Airborne Division. So kind of an underachiever type, you know. And uh, so we were hoping to kind of maybe inspire him to do better in his life. We wanted to give him a little kick in the pants, see if we can get him going a little bit. Uh, Jake, welcome to the Blaze.
0: Well, hey, I appreciate that and uh, always love some good early morning motivation. <laughs> good.
1: Now, congratulations on everything you've done so far. You're only 32, right? Um, and are you sure you want to go to Washington and be a part of this dysfunctional mess that's going on there?
0: well i want to go to washington and actually represent conservative interests i I think the people of arkansas want new leadership they want bolder younger more dynamic leadership and look there's there's no better time than right now for new leaders to go to washington dc
1: so is your is your election coming up in november or is it a year a year from now
0: well the primary is in is in this coming may of 2022 okay Um, you know in, in arkansas the republican primary how many, how many Republicans are running for this? Well, there's a couple of other candidates uh, who are challenging the incumbent, but uh, we feel very confident it's going to come down to um, myself and Senator Bozeman. Mm.
1: Now, you served in Iraq, uh, but like all the rest of us, you've seen what's going on in Afghanistan. Um, tell me how you're feeling about what just happened there.
0: Well, as, as someone who just recently left the Army, it's it's been very infuriating to see, uh, you know, a lot of my good friends have served in Afghanistan, the Middle East, and, and some have actually just returned from that debacle in Afghanistan. It just shows that leadership matters. And mm-hmm. right now we have a commander in chief who's just totally weak and feckless. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I would say incompetent, but it's just hard to it's hard for me to explain this in any other way other than it's deliberately weakening the united states of america i, I truly believe that mm. um, you know that, that's what the radical left is up to both internationally and domestically they want to destroy this country and what we're seeing in afghanistan is just a manifestation manifestation uh of that weakness so you do
1: believe it's deliberate
0: there, there, there's no other way i mean how else can you explain the tactical or strategic decision-making process of yep. this president. I mean, abandoning Bagram Air Base, concentrating tens of thousands of civilians and military personnel on a civilian airstrip. I mean, Bagram mm-hmm. was was totally defensible. There was no way uh, that the enemy could have dislodged us from that place. That's why it made no sense for us to abandon it. In July, you had dual airstrips. You could have evacuated mm-hmm. Uh, much more people, uh, much more quickly than we ended up doing. And that, that decision-making process led directly to the deaths of 13 American servicemen. I, there's, it, it makes no sense other than it was deliberate. They just pulled the plug. Um, and, and that's why that's I think is going on.
1: And yet, they, he continually claims, uh, the president continually claims, that they couldn't have done any better that this is just how it happens. When you end a war, this is, uh, this is what it looks like, and uh, there's no way to do it better than this.
0: Oh. Well, the administration wants to have it both ways. You know, earlier in July, President Biden stood before the American people in that infamous press conference and said that the Afghan National Army was strong. They could stand up. They had a 300,000-man force that was supported by you know, American uh, military equipment and training. Of course, all that equipment is down in the hands of the Taliban, and now he wants to say, oh, this was inevitable. Okay, this country was always going to collapse. We all knew the ANA couldn't stand up against the Taliban. So, look, we, we can't let him uh, use this sleight of hand. I think it's clear. Uh, they just made a political decision that was devoid of any tactical or strategic sense, and it led directly to the deaths of 13 brave American servicemen. Uh,
1: we're talking with former Army Ranger uh, and Super Bowl champion Jake Beckett, who's running for U.S. Senate in Arkansas. Um Jake, it, with things just in such a mess right now, I mean, we, we look at the uh, wokeness of this country, the political correctness, the, the fact that we're changing our language, we're changing our values, we're, they're actually working on changing our history. It's a lot like what Michelle Obama said that they were going to do. We're going to change our history. We're going to change our language. We're going to change our culture. And that's what they've done here. What do you look at as the biggest issue that you face as a member of Congress should you win?
0: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think if you want to be a leader in conservative politics right now, you have to understand the nature of the fight that we're in. You have to understand the nature of the radical left. These are not yesterday's Democrats, but they are yesterday's Marxists. You know, any student of history will understand that, you know, whether it be the French Revolution Uh, The Russian Revolution, the Khmer Rouge, the the Maoist Revolution, the Great Leap Forward. Every Marxist revolution is exactly the same in the fact that they have to destroy the history of the previous regime. There can be no yesterday in a Marxist society. There always has to be the present and the future. And so I think that's what's happening in this country is they want to destroy our very foundations. They want to destroy our history. They want to destroy the, the very definition of what it means to be an American. And so we need leaders who truly understand this, who understand the lengths to which the radical left will go to, to fundamentally destroy this country, make us socialist and Marxist. So we, we simply mm-hmm. cannot abide this. We need leaders who simply understand this and are willing to fight back as hard as the radical leftists are fighting against us.
1: What are your thoughts on the on the southern border? You live in a state that's not on the border with Mexico, but you're somewhat near it. So
0: what what would you do differently than we're doing right now? Well, we have, to, we have to have border security. Uh, I think it's been one of the great failures of the last four or five decades uh, in, in both parties, to be quite frank. Uh, both parties, both both establishment wings of Republicans and Democrats have accepted promises of border security in exchange for amnesty. Okay, we can no longer do that. The Democrats want to do that with these latest uh, budget proposals, and we can't let that happen. So we have to actually enforce our immigration law. We have to secure the southern border that is square one. I'm not willing to negotiate on anything until I'm confident that the southern border is secure. And here in Arkansas, you're right, we're not a border state, but we are greatly affected by mm-hmm. the wide open southern border. By some estimates, uh, over 2 million illegal immigrants will stream into this country mm-hmm. in 2021 alone. Right. Is, this crisis is in and out of the news cycle, but it's something that affects Arkansans every single day, and I'm not going to stand for it.
1: Now, how do you uh, how do you stand up to uh, where do you stand on on for instance uh, mandates the the mandates for masks and for vaccines? Now your your uh, your primary isn't until May, and then the elections in November. But this could conceivably still be going on by then, or there could be another one down the road. So how do you how do you handle the mandate situation with masks and and uh, vaccine?
0: Well, I, I'm against mandates in all forms. I, I, I believe in individual liberty. Okay. I, I think that if anyone wants to take the vaccine or wear a mask, they have every right to do so. But what they don't have the right to do is bully or coerce or force someone else to do so against their will. I, I think that's wrong. And unfortunately, I think that's what a lot of uh, businesses and, and, and radical leftists, um, you know, they're using this as a pretext. To simply bully people into submission, and, and mm-hmm. look, that, that's one thing that I've, I've spoken out very strongly about. It's something that Republican voters in Arkansas care very deeply about, and I believe in individual liberty.
1: Where do you stand in the polls right now? How, how are you doing so far? Do they have polls out on on the primary yet?
0: No, so we we launched about seven weeks ago, so the, the campaign is still very new. But look, we had some very some very compelling uh, data internally that suggests that people of Arkansas are ready for a change. We're seeing it in fundraising. We're seeing it in the events we're going to all over the state. Uh, We've had a lot of great momentum, a lot of enthusiasm, and we think that's going to continue.
1: Okay, your website is J J A K E B E Q U E T T E J-A-K-E-B-E-Q-U-E-T-T-E.com. We'll probably post that right on Twitter and just did. Yeah, cuz it's yeah. Uh, So if you just want uh, to
2: click on Yeah, go to Pat Unleashed on Twitter and then we've got a link there at the top to okay. jakebeckett.com.
1: Man, I uh, Jake, I uh, I wish you all the luck in the world. I don't envy you your job because it's getting tougher and tougher just to just to cut through all the nonsense and make any sense in this world. I mean, you can't even say things that are that are science-based anymore. Talk about biology anymore without being beaten to death on Twitter or canceled somewhere or drummed out of office. So I don't envy you the job, uh, but I I wish you all the luck
0: in the world. Well, thank you. Hey, it's a worthy cause. I love this country. I wore the uniform to stand up and fight for my beliefs, and I want to do the same thing in the U.S. Senate. And I I appreciate you having me on. I'm a patriot, and we need more patriots who are willing to sacrifice everything for this country.
1: Thanks a lot, Jake. Appreciate it. Good luck. Take care. Jakebequette.com. Beckett. Beckett. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not Beckett. It's no. Beckett? Yeah. Beckett.com. But oh. it looks like Beckett. Yeah, you, you, you should pronounce it Beckett because that helps you spell it when you're going to the website.
2: <laughs> yeah, fix that for <laughs> us, man. Come on. B-E-Q-U-E-T-T-E. Yep. You got it. All right. Uh, cool. Man, Surpo I like wish you had 93. We need he yeah, seems like, like a that. really
1: good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does seem like a Patriot. I mean, uh, an Army Ranger, former Ranger, former NFL football player, uh, a guy who's conservative, and you could tell he's got conserva- and, and conservative
2: I credentials. I don't know that you mentioning that he won a Super Bowl with the Patriots is is really is helpful. No, I don't think that's beneficial for his, <laughs> for his uh, street cred there, at least for me. Yeah. Well, besides, I mean, who hasn't won a Super Bowl with the Patriots, right? Right. I think you and I are the only two people left that haven't gotten I, a ring from right. the Patriots. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. Uh, now you wanted to mention you had uh, talked about the George W. Bush op-ed. Yes. Uh, yes. Talk
1: about that. Uh, that's right. Julie uh, Julie Kelly wrote this article. She says on September 11, 2001, Flight 93 reportedly was headed for Washington D.C. When Americans attempted but failed to overcome Islamic t- terrorists who planned to use the hijacked plane as a missile against the U.S. Capitol building. So in that regard, actually, they did not fail. They succeeded in not allowing it Mm -hmm. to get to the Capitol building. The plane crashed in a field outside of Shanksville, Pennsylvania. 20 years later, George W. Bush stood on that same ground and compared patriotic Americans at the U.S. Capitol protesting a hijacked presidential election to the Islamic terrorists who murdered nearly 3,000 innocent people on 9-11. Bush's war on terror came full circle, realizing the worst fears of his legion of haters from the time. The same people now praising his courage in confronting imaginary domestic terrorists. (laughs) What a great paragraph that is. And it is so true. The same people who hated his guts Mm -hmm. back in that time are now singing his praises because he's speaking like they are. Right. And so now all of a sudden, oh, we love George Bush. We love George W. Bush. She writes, uh, we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within, Bush said. There's little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home, is what he said Saturday. Wow. But in their disdain for pluralism, in their disregard of human life, in their determination to defile national symbols, they're children of the same foul spirit. And it is our continuing duty to confront them. Wow. Uh, It just wow, that's hard to believe.
2: We are literally, it feels like, in a completely different dimension than we were twenty years ago. That is
1: exactly right. Five years ago. It's exactly right. Now one might reasonably assume Bush was addressing leftist protesters who burned down cities. (laughs) Tore down monuments and brutally attacked innocents in the summer of 2020. Perhaps Bush's condemnation of those who disregard human life was meant for the thugs who murdered retired police captain David Dorn last summer. Nope. The former president wasn't talking about Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Bush, in fact, attempted to justify the summer 2020 riots. He said, quoting, Looting is not liberation and destruction is not progress. But we also know that lasting peace in our communities requires truly equal justice. The rule of law ultimately depends on the fairness and legitimacy of the legal system. And achieving justice for all is the duty of all. Oh my. So he's justifying the riots. Yep. And he's condemning uh, anybody who is even in Washington, D.C. Uh, during the riots. That is unbelievable yeah the term the term bush used 9-11 violent extremist (laughs) applies to americans who were in washington dc on january 6th 2021 don't take my word for it take the word of avril haynes joe biden's director of national intelligence haynes issued an urgent bulletin warning domestic violent extremists pose a heightened threat to the homeland Newer socio-political developments, such as narratives of fraud in the recent general election, the emboldening impact of the violent breach of the U.S. Capitol, conditions related to the COVID-19 pandemic, and conspiracy theories promoting violence will almost certainly spur some DVEs. That's the domestic violent
2: extremists. Extremists. Really? Oh, they got their own acronym now. Yeah, DVEs. Oh, we're probably DVEs. Uh No question. Talk Uh, show? Radio?
1: Yes. They're going to try to engage in violence this year, too. So uh, be ready for that. Oh. So it goes on. Um, and she writes, who exactly does George Bush consider a domestic terrorist? At least 50 veterans so far have been charged in the Justice Department's capital breach investigation. It's impossible to know how many veterans of the two major wars launched by George W. Bush attended the rallies on January 6th. Maybe, though, Bush was referring to Ashley Babbitt. The unarmed Air Force veteran shot and killed in the Capitol building by a Capitol police officer. Babbitt heeded Bush's call to protect and defend the country after the 9-11 attacks. Her mother had to sign a waiver to enroll Ashley in the military at age 17. I didn't even know that. And
2: then to hear this. I didn't even know that.
1: That's unbelievable. Oh. September 11th strengthened her conviction to serve. Mickey Wooltheft told me in July. Babbitt graduated from high school in 2003, served in the Air Force for 14 years with four tours overseas, including stints in Iraq and Afghanistan. A devoted soldier in Bush's War on Terror, Ashley was awarded the Iraq Campaign Medal and the Global War on Terrorism Expeditionary Medal.
2: Mm.
1: On the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, her former commander-in-chief compared her... To an Islamic terrorist despicable absolutely despicable or perhaps Bush meant Robert Morse an army ranger with three tours in Afghanistan Morse sustained severe back injuries from enduring extensive combat training and jumping out of planes in a war-torn country his mother said my boy entered the US Army at 17 and came home four years later almost broken He also suffers from PTSD and night terror. Morse returned home from Bush's war, graduated from Penn State, and was teaching high school history classes when the FBI raided his home and arrested him for his involvement in the Capitol protest. Morse has been denied bail and is incarcerated in a D.C. jail right now, set aside for January 6th defendants. At a recent hearing, the judge stated that one reason Robert should not be released on bond is because of his military training. The U.S. government recruited and trained Robert only to now hold it against him. He's been fired from his job. Well, of course, he's been in jail for seven months.
2: Yeah. And that's what this rally, by the way, this weekend is supposed to be for, is to draw attention to the fact that these Mm. people are in horrendous conditions, worse than we treat terrorists. Right. And, uh, and let's not lose sight of the fact that we've got Americans in there. And what happened to speedy trials? Speedy what happened trials? to our guarantee, yep. our right Horrific to a speedy trials? conditions trial. in many cases. What was that lawyer saying? It was uh, uh, complete isolation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 madness. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it, it, now now if we if they were accused of well I guess I guess technically they have been accused of killing a cop. I thought the left loved that. Right, they 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 would be out rallying for a cop killer. They've done it before.
1: They didn't kill any cops.
2: Exactly, but you know the stretch that they make, and I'm just saying that this is something that the left would just, on its surface, they would love. But it was uh, it was pro Trump, so therefore it must be evil, and we must treat these people worse than we treat terrorists at Gitmo. And by the way, I'd like to say you have for 20 years had this gut feeling about Bush. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you we we've said it. He's a progressive. You know, he's a big government guy. And this is his kind of, this is his thing. This is as extreme as he's been. Yeah, this is him coming all the way. Right, and I hate this. Yeah, I do too. But it's like, it just shows where leadership in this country is now, where we look at George Bush, before this Mm -hmm. speech, of course, Mm -hmm. as, oh my gosh, look how great, it's just called Overton Window, baby.
1: And this ends, I mean, this ends any thoughts that George Bush Mm -hmm. is any kind of ally of ours, right? because he's not. Right. And He's just not.
2: But, I mean, you talk about being Overton-windowed when it comes to where we judge our politicians. I mean, this is this is considered a good Republican president?
1: Ugh. Uh, no. Right. <laughs> no, not I, I, by
2: me. I don't mean by you and me yeah. in this audience. Well, and
1: do you remember, I mean, you, there's other egregious mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, the mistakes border. on his part. The border, uh, siding with Mexico mm-hmm. on the... Heinous murderers, the illegal alien murderers that were uh that Texas was seeking the death penalty for after 15 years of you know feeding and coddling and having these guys hang around, even though they had brutally murdered two teenage girls in a park in Houston, Texas. And then for George W. Bush to side with Mexico, mm-hmm. wanting their release or commutation of their sentence, I just I mean, that was that was more than i could possibly stand but then you forget about it right time marches on and it kind of you Got a know lot going on yeah, it, yeah some of that stuff sort of fades into the background and and you don't remember it but this brings it all back
2: right Boy. right and you think about how our reaction to joe biden getting involved with texas and florida on stuff that should be a no brainer right yeah i mean that's exactly what bush did with texas in this case it's like what are you doing yes
1: <sighs> Uh, This is just crazy.
2: Mm -hmm. She's got
1: other examples of other veterans that are in the same situation and that are suffering in prison right now in jail. Uh, And I don't even know that these guys actually broke anything or or trespassed. Uh, If you were on the Capitol lawn, people are being arrested. Since when is that a crime to be arrested for, to be on the Capitol lawn? Jeez. I mean, give them a ticket and make them pay $20 because they stomped down some flowers. But you don't put them in jail for seven months for that. So, yes, as as Keith mentioned, that's what this rally is about uh, tomorrow or Saturday. On Saturday, there's a a rally in support of these guys in Washington, D.C. But it's frightening because... Uh, is that a setup? Are there yeah. going to be other elements there to mm-hmm. try to blame things
2: on them? Yeah, Justice for J6, the name of the rally, starts at noon on Saturday. And uh, that's my concern.
1: Yep. Is that there's going to be other elements there, and they're looking for an opportunity to blame even more. Just
2: like there was on January 6th. Yes.
1: There were other elements there. I'm not saying that every bad thing happened from some other element, you know, an Antifa that infiltrated. Uh, or Black Lives Matter, but we know that they were there, and we know they were
2: contributing to it. Do you think Washington D.C. has been proactive this go around and locked down the podiums so they can't be hauled <laughs> off? Wow, I
1: hope so. I hope so because you walk off—you walk off with a podium, right? You've walked off with our democracy. Am I right? Right.
2: Oh, you're right. <laughs> You, you can't take a podium without you, just destroying democracy, y'all. If you're going to D.C. on Saturday, <laughs> don't take any podium. Don't touch them. I mean just it. Don't touch. Them. Don't. Don't even look at the podium. You see a, if you see some rogue podium sitting run. there and nobody's around, run. Don't from even it. think about it. Yeah, run from that podium.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, it's good
2: oh. advice. Yeah, it's good yeah. advice. Please follow. I it. really hope we don't remember the date nine oh, eighteen. Oh me too. Oh me too.
1: 888 900 Use that number tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. More you know, on right
2: trivia now. will be Chiefs and Ravens, by the way. All right. All right.